welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? That's going pretty good. You're about a third of the way through the football season. We're gonna, crazy. We're starting to get a good feel of where our teams are. You know, some are going to be zero and four. Some are going to be four and zero. Some are going to be two and two. Some are going to be two and uh, three and one. Some are going to be one and three. That's all. That, unless you have a tie, I have a tie in one. I'm, I'm three zero and one. There you go. I was yeah. going to say way to cover all those scenarios. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm trying nice to work. trying to cover my bases. You know, leave no stone two unturned. one and two. two. <laughs> get there. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. So we're about a third of the way through the season now. If you're 0-4, things are looking bleak. Yep. Very grim. Still possible. Matt was 0-4 once and came back one to ship. I sure did. Ew. So it's possible to do it. Outlier, but possible. Total outlier. But you know. I, I, you, if, I, if my memory serves me correctly, I think it was my third in a row as well. So that was a double outlier. Outli- complete outliers. This is, I mean, we're almost talking make-believe here now. My, my memory is not as good as it used to be. So I'm kind of get a little fog in and if that's all factual or not. I mean, I'll have to check the <laughs> league records or not. Um, but we're starting to know, even if you're on for it and you feel like you can still push it because it's been like, hey, you had the most points against. You had a couple injuries. You had Melvin Gordon on the bench. Now he's back. You know if you're, if you're a builder uh, or a competitor, a rebuilder or a competitor. Mm-hmm. So this is, time that, this is the perfect time of the year. The next three weeks is perfect Selling season, right? Yes. It's like the market is just ripe. I mean, I just sold the Tyler Gunther of DHH. I got a twenty twenty one second for Wayne Gallman. I saw that. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. I'm not a good singer. I it's Hallelujah. Sing. Oh, sorry, <laughs> gospel boy over there. <laughs> Pronunciations that not my strong suit. Okay, I'm just trying to keep the saliva out of my mouth, let alone trying to pronunciate. Um, <laughs> pronunciate. But, I mean, as people start. <laughs> Enunciate. Sorry. Sorry. See? You got me confused with all these words. As soon as you said I was like, oh, no, it's enunciate. Oh, dang it. Pronounce. Pronounce. I hate it. Let it go. Let's just let's move just, on. Yeah, let's just, I'll just edit that out, too. Don't worry about it. Right, um, right. But it's a good time to sell as people start to get bye weeks coming along, injuries, desperation, right? Treat them like housewives. Desperate. Okay? You can get some good. And, and looking for that. 20 to 21 seconds. People... Everybody's going to give up a 2021 20, second. Now, everybody's not going to give up a 2020 20 second. Not everybody. Right. But those 2021 20, seconds could be had. They're far enough away. Yeah. And in, in two and a half years from now, you're be like, yeah, look at me. I got it for Wayne Goldman. We're like, who? We're like, yeah, exactly. I just drafted Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, look at right. me. In the second? Give me a 2021. 20, oh, maybe. Give me a 2021 20, hot rookie. Garrett. A hot rookie? Yeah, hot. Rondell Moore was super hot until he jacked up his knee this weekend. So it sounds uh, like he's, he's a cold little, rookie. Yes, cold, less hot. Literally complete right. opposite Rashad, of what I just asked you for. <laughs> Rashad, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. <laughs> might, might be better than uh, Tyler Johnson, who is a fringe first-round pick this year. Yeah, you're probably Rashad Bateman under that table right now talking about that stuff. <laughs> uh, so let's get into some of this informi- uh, news and notes. Not news and notes. Let's get into this week. We're gonna, today on this show, we're going to talk about QBs and running backs. And, of course, on the Nerd Herd episode, we're going to be talking about wide receivers and tight ends. And if you're not a Nerd Herd member, well, you're missing out on an extra podcast. That's right. For a cup of coffee, dude, you can listen to us make stupid-ass jokes. Well, mostly me make stupid-ass <laughs> jokes, and these guys give you good information. Uh, for a price of a cup of coffee, three bucks, four extra hours of our dribble and drabble. That's a word. Remember? Remember? Dribble, dribble and drabble. Dribble, drabble. dribble and drabble. The yep. internet said yeah. so, so it's, it's true. true. It's That's true. Right. That's Urban right. dictionary. Mm-hmm. Dude, internet doesn't lie. Sourced, sourced to the max. It's like a solid the urban dictionary. <laughs> That's it. For three bucks a month, you get an extra podcast a month, which is pretty stellar. Next week, you're only going to get a podcast if you are a Nerd member because I'm flying to San Francisco hey, on ooh. Saturday uh, to go bring home a Browns W on Monday Night Football. So I'll be gone from Saturday till I fly back Tuesday night. So anybody in San Francisco that's a listener, I'm traveling all the way across the country. If you're going to be down there, I'm probably going to go to some Browns uh, tailgate, maybe the Browns backers tailgate. If you want to meet up and have a beer, I'll be in the Bay Area on Monday night for the football game. 
Uh, we can have we can meet up and have a little cheers fest. So the problem with that is, though, I come back on Tuesday night, which is where we usually record our podcast. The next day is my birthday. Hey, so I turned forty, big four zero. I was gonna say that's not any normal birthday. Sir. No, no, no. It's my it's my Ben Watson birthday. <laughs> it's right? your older than it's, dirt birthday. Yeah, I, I need fun. And we got some of the HGH. Yeah, I'm getting up there in age. <laughs> yeah, still look great. Uh, oh, yeah. I look great. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. look a day over thirty eight. Right. Not a day. Not Absolutely. A day. Handsome as ever. Right. I cannot pronunciate. <laughs> but that's fine. You could you never could. It's not like it's something you're losing with age. True. Yeah. True. Right. Like, wow, he's he's really losing when he's forty. He's like, dude, he's talking like that when he's seventeen. Like, oh. you're, you're like that slow wide receiver that just always produces. You, you know, you like go. when you get old, you, you even if you lose a step, there's nothing really there to lose. It's fine. You know, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> yeah. Still got it. Yeah. Keep working me up. Keep yeah. blowing me up over. Here. I'm getting excited. Exactly. Still got it at forty. Still yeah. Look at me. Got it. Young at heart, young. Uh, well, that's about it, really. Back hurts a little bit more. <laughs> shoulder, how's that shoulder? Oh, dude, this labrum. labrum. Yeah. Dude, the worst part about the torn labrum is like I got this like uh, physical therapy I do. It's just like I'm so busy sometimes I forget to do it, which doesn't Ooh. really help the cause. So yeah, like it gets better, not. and then it's like all of a sudden I do like today I went uh, I closed my pool today, so I went swimming with the kid uh, a little bit before we closed the pool, and like I got out, I'm like, oh my shoulder kind of my, my labrum. Oh. I'm like saying a weird labrum because I feel like I'm saying labia almost. And it's yeah. like, oh, my labia. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have one of those. <laughs> so going back to Nerd Herd, though. Go so, ahead, man. We're so back. Speaking of which, like, I think I'm going to go, like, I don't think I could record on that Wednesday because I'll be turning 40. You know what I mean? And I guess they're planning my funeral. So it's never <laughs> better safe than sorry. And I, I, I want to make sure I either get cremated to place I want to get cremated or get, if I want a plot, I get a plot. Or if I get frozen, I got to start playing that, too. Right. Because I've been trying to get for it. My wife is dead set against it. But I'm like, whatever. Just freeze me up, man. Put me in the freezer. Get one of those little portable freezers in the fridge. Grandkids take care of me. We'll be good. Great grandkids. Um, Maybe they'll be able to reanimate you someday, and they'll have a cure for age. True. For age. Exactly. <laughs> me and Ted Williams' head. There right? you go. That's, it. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So I could probably do a podcast on Thursday, which would come out Friday. But that's fine, right? Right. It, it'll only be for the nerd herd because I can only do one show. I'm going to try and get one of these guys to call in on the phone and be on the phone with me. And I think we're going to focus on maybe like just some good buys like for the championship. Well, the nerd episode. So if you're not a member, tune in because we're going to do a championship push buys, right? Players that can be had for not overly expensive pricing to help you win a ship. And remember, that's what we're doing here. Our whole goal here at Dynasty Nerds is to help you win ships, right? Whether it be it by helping you rebuild Oregon it this year. But it's all about winning, nothing else. Not sexy rosters, not how many draft picks you have. It's all about winning. That's all we care about here. That's literally it, right? That's, That's it. it. We're going to talk dynasty facts to help you get there by batting 750. Where's all my DK Metcalf truthers out there? Ooh. We're going to talk about him today. Make, yeah, we will in the Nerd episode. How many catches does he have, Garrett? Uh, over the past two weeks, he has three. Ooh. Let's see. One. <laughs> Is that good? One, two, three. Look how fast I count to the three. That's not, that's not even a lot. Right? Not how long it takes me to count to 40? Probably like, I probably, I'm, I'm a fast counter. I'm a fast talker. Probably count to 40 in like 20 seconds. That would be a feat. Pretty good. That, time, yeah. I don't no, want I'm, to hear it on a podcast. <laughs> okay. I can't think of anything more boring. So big thing here is just join the Nerd so you get the podcast next week. Uh, generally that, you get the buy-sell tool. You get all of our rankings, which are IDP, Devi, Superflex, Tight End Premium, Standard, PPR, Rookie Rankings. Mock draft tool coming sometime this year. Uh, and we'll have more tools coming out next year. Fingers crossed. Somebody wrote me like, dude, you guys always see they're going to have tools coming out and they don't come out. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Bad in 750. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get let's get into some of these. Uh, Got all that other stuff. Other stuff. <laughs> yeah, you get a podcast for three bucks a month. You can't afford three bucks. I mean, I can, I guess. I don't need to send my kids to college. Yeah, who needs college? Yeah, who needs college these days? Get in the trades. That's Overrated. what I did. Look at me. Look at me. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> Making <it, laughs> $11 a year. <laughs> I'm going to go buy that big wheel. Cruise these mean streets. When the brakes out, you know, the one that big, remember the big wheels had to break on the side? I do, man. You could spin out really good at those. Yeah. I mean, you'd be drifting before oh, yeah. you knew the word drifting means. <sighs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know what that means, but look at me go. Garrett's looking at us like we have 10 heads. He's looking at us like, what the hell is a big wheel? Yeah, I know. It was, everything was safe by the time I was born, so, you know. Boring. Uh, super Boring lame. Indeed. Let's start with some QBs, shall we? Let's do it. Russell Wilson, QB three on the year? I would have lost that bet. <laughs> I would not have guessed he was QB three on the year. With with 
DK Metcalf only catching three footballs? Over the why? past two weeks. Want to know why? Because I went all in on Will Disley, and Will Disley's going all in with me. Mm. That's right. Well, and there was another play we went all in on in that offense, and that was Tyler Lockett. Oh, well, he, that was a lock. That was guaranteed. Kit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking about so yeah so it's like a little menage a three with me Disley and Lockett yeah we're like we're a couple we're like a three like we're like Mormon you know I'll be the I'll be the husband that could be the, my wives let's see, oh, let's, who else really? can get in there let's see I need I need Curtis Samuel set up with his I need Curtis Samuel step up I need Mike Williams need to get healthy uh that's it right those are my three guys, Samuel, Lockett, and Williams. So I was all in on the Yeah, it's a receiver. Yep. Feel really good about getting Lockett for those tw- that 2021st. Feel really good about it. But Russell Wilson, is this? Now, for me, I'm not all in on this, even for long term. Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. But when it comes to fantasy production, he does fluctuate. Mm-hmm. You could see that week to week, even through the four weeks. I know that he's, you know, he's finishing third now, but you know, week one, 20 points, week three, 30, week four, he exploded with 47. And then he came back down to earth this week with only a 17 point game. So he is a bit up and down. So I think it's at least a discussion point or at least notable to tell people that when, you know, when you, when you're, when you see the number, Hey, he's third overall, just know that there's going to be some built in weeks there where he's, he's just not going to be producing that great numbers. Do you think this would be a good time to take the quarterback three? Imagine you're in super. You can use this always. You can use this in QB one status too, but sure. super flex, right? Are we trying to use this to buy two quarterbacks that are young, talented, that are down right now? A guy like Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield. Are we using that? Maybe try and get a Josh Allen plus something. Because right now you might be able to flip Russell Wilson straight up. For Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson. You think that's even possible? Definitely Baker. Deshaun would be interesting. I don't know. It'd be close. It'd be close. I don't get. You know what I don't get? I don't get how, like, everybody has Deshaun Watson so far ahead of Baker Mayfield. Now, listen. I know Baker Mayfield is my boyfriend. Right? I understand that, and I and I look through it to, through a lens of love. Okay? I'm okay with that. But Baker Mayfield's still good. And Deshaun Watson's behind a bad offensive line. Yeah, Still, they've not looked good. You know, he's QB all. 17 on a year, so it's not like he's overly producing out there, killing my boy Nuke, right? And he has an ACL tear. Did Baker ever tear his ACL? Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge either. And I have a lot of knowledge. 40 years almost worth. So for me, I don't get that. Like you say, like not, everybody looks at it that way too. Like, yeah. oh, probably not Deshaun, but definitely Baker. It's kind of weird to me. I would, take it, it, I would take Baker over Deshaun. Yeah, I still, I still have... I think I still have Baker over to Sean. They're real close. If not, they're they're right next to each other either way. I just got a little blood flow. Oh God, yeah, it's true story. Easy. That's a true story. I didn't even make that up. I'm not even trying to be funny. It's gonna just move a little. Just bit. a little bit. Just a little bit. So keep that to yourself, please. <laughs> do you th- do you think that you know is that a move that you guys would be looking to make? I, I I don't see why not. I mean, you're just getting a bunch of years, basically, as far as uh, a bunch of years younger. So, yeah, I mean, that's a move I would definitely make for either one of those guys. Yeah, Russell Russell is a very fine quarterback for your fantasy football team. He, you can count on him to be in the top 10. I feel like more years than not, it tends to be closer to 10 than one. But he's had a couple of years where he's finished at that, that sure. upper echelon. Um but just with the the low passing volume overall, they still seem to be very committed to the run despite all the fumbles by Chris Carson. Um, so I, I just don't know that he's going to be able to continue this quarterback top three type level. So if somebody's buying at that level, I'm 100% sell. That's what And that's what I'm looking for. Because he, he does finish between quarterback eight and 12. Like that's, that's me in that kind of frame. His weapons that he has out there, not getting any better. It's not like DK Metcalf's going to like overly make him that much better as well. So yeah. I'm looking to move Russell Wilson for a lateral flip for more upside and youth, like Matt said. That's where I'm going for. Matt Stafford, quarterback eight on a year right now. For Talk about a guy who last year didn't even finish with one week as a QB1. Holy shit, kebabs. This is crazy. He's QB eight on a year. And the Detroit Lions are rolling. Defense looks good. Offense is moving. They should have won that game this week. Should have won a couple games. You know what I mean? Carry-on's getting more carries every single week. They told C.J. Anderson to kick rocks, and he kicks rocks, and here's Carry-on. More involved, more involved, and he's going to get better and better. And right now, they're stacking the box for Carry-on, and they're going to have to start loosening it up because of this passing game, which is going to help Carry-on Johnson out a lot. T.J. Hawkinson's hurt, but going into next year, he's going to be uh, helping out the team. Marvin Jones, 
Kenny Galladay. And this is a team I could see adding another receiver, either via through the draft, a strong draft class um, as well. Another weapon out there because, like we said, Marvin Jones was a nice buy low this mm-hmm. offseason. He's producing at a nice level here. So to me, Matt Stafford, still young enough, was about 30, 31. I think he's, yeah, 31. 32, so, somewhere in the ballpark. Yep. We're talking about, uh, so we're talking about a QB that's not overly loved in fantasy football that hasn't produced, a team that's maybe taking a turn under Matt Patricia. Is this a guy we're buying Matt Stafford, which is crazy to say? Are we buying Matt Stafford? He QB is, 8 overall? He is 31, just as a heads up. Um, uh, the, the, interesting, the interesting thing that I saw, um, the stat that I saw today was, is the percentage of deep balls over 20 yards that he's throwing is over, almost, or it has over doubled over last year's number. So he's at 19.9% after only going 8.6% of his passes last year of over 20 yards. So I think that speaks a lot to your point where, hey, they are loading up the box, and now he's he's getting a lot more opportunity to kind of throw over the top and, and make some big plays downfield. And a guy like TJ Hawkinson is, you know, a tight end that can actually get down the field a little yeah. bit and make some, make some catches is paying dividends, I think, kind of immediately here with his passing. Yeah, he's hurt, so we're going to miss him for – a little while here, the rest of uh, rest of the way, um, but we do have Jones and Galladay, right? Which is, absolutely, which is getting the job done here, yep. and they play in the dome, which is always nice. Absolutely. So, I, so yeah. And to answer your question, I mean, I think he's a guy that is is going to be in this range. I think for probably the rest of the year. So yeah, I'm buying the fact that he's going to be a top ten, you know, QB one type of guy. I, I think enough people are still remembering last year, and and it was it was it was a really bad season. But but I think he's going to probably. I don't know that he stays a QB one. But I could see him being right on that fringe, like, you know, maybe quarterback 12. So he does say QB1 or QB13, like right right in there. And I would love to have him as my second quarterback in a super flex. And he could be had, even in super flex leagues, you know, this is Pretty a guy cheap. you could probably make a deal for. I wouldn't say cheap because all quarterbacks come with a premium sure, price out but here. Comparatively. Compared to other guys in the production you're going to get. What about Jacoby Brissett? Over the last two weeks, he's been QB6. This is a guy who we mentioned. A couple weeks ago, is a good go out there and buy kind of guy. Uh, he's somebody I preached on my Fox Sports TV show and ESPN radio show um, as a great target for a quarterback who's going to produce. You know, only producing. I think at the time I said he had like five touchdowns compared to one interception. Just a guy who's out there steady Eddie, right? Just get it done, not blowing you away. And he's doing it right now. I know Ty Hilton's hurt, but he's doing it with not a lot of weapons around him as well. No, I mean he's actually. He's he's exceeded my expectations for the season. He was one of those guys when you know you hear the news, the news that Andrew Luck's retiring, and you, you think, oh man, this whole offense is kind of going to take a step back until he kind of establishes himself. But I mean, I think the the all the off season work that that obviously he was taking all the reps because because Luck was sidelined. Yeah. I think all that stuff paid off more than I thought it was going to, and he's just kind of hit the ground running here this year and. He's a, not a bad fantasy option, you know what I mean? Oh. He's kind of come out of nowhere to be one of these guys that he's just, a, like you said, a steady Eddie guy who's scoring like 20, 25 points a game, you know, with a with a little bit of higher ceiling. Maybe maybe he'll he'll touch the 30s here and there. Uh, but, but I really like him if, if he's your QB2, you're in a good spot. We talked about the opposite with Deshaun Watson, and we're going to touch on that quite a bit with some of these running backs as well coming up here soon. But he has a really good offensive line. Right. And I think that's playing a big role when you have the time to be able to sit and examine the field as opposed to constantly running around, constantly having to step up, roll out. When you have the time in that pocket to be able to deliver good passes, there's good things that come from that. Even if you're just a mediocre quarterback like Brissett is, I think he's still going to continue to be a solid option for the rest of the season. And this is a guy that has, he's had exposure to some pretty good systems and some good yeah. coaching through his career. I mean, he was a guy that, that Bill Parcells like loved and talked up pre-draft. And I think that's, you know, that's probably how he ended up with Bill Belichick there sure. in New England. And then he goes from there into, into his current situation where, you know, he's, he's also getting some pretty good coaching as well from Frank Reich. So this is a guy that could, potentially not have hit his ceiling yet and he could end up getting better he's this only his fourth year in the league and this is like his is going to be his first like full-time type of of gig here or no did he have he hit another year like right 
with Andrew Lemmy yeah. 10 games or something like that. Well, he did. Uh, yeah, he had bas- basically a whole season. He, I think he didn't get the first game maybe, but yeah. But this was, is this is his first time going basically through from, the training camp. Through the training camp yeah, exactly. and all that other stuff. All and it was right years. after he got traded. So he had started the year with the Patriots. Crash course. Was learning on That's the right. job yep, when yep. he was with Yeah, with a nice Colts. buy there because if he, if he plays this way going into – the off season in the beginning of the next year, he's going to sign another contract extension to pay him long term with the Colts. Here, mm-hmm. you're talking about a team like Garrett mentioned. That offensive line is fantastic. Quentin Nelson, all pro at yep. guard, which really helps out a guy like Marlon Mack. Opens it up, which makes you respect the run game, which is going to open up the passing game here. Two solid tight ends in Ebron and Doyle. Nothing special there, but solid. T. Y. Hilton, fantastic. You know, overall producer when it comes to you know production in the NFL and fantasy points. Paris Campbell's going to get a little bit better there. And we mentioned uh, receivers getting drafted. This is a team that's probably going to add another weapon as well if they don't that. rely on a guy like Chester Rogers, Deion Kane, which I don't really expect them to go that way. That's why they brought in Devin Funches, who failed out. So I expect them to draft another receiver like a T.Y. Hilton replacement. I would I would think that they're going to go wide receiver, and I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted a three down running back as well that can do that can catch passes as as long as well as running between the tackles. And they got good draft capital too, for a lot of trades they made. And they got, this is a team that can even go out there and sign some of the need. They go out there and sign a Melvin Gordon. If need be this sure. off season, cause they have, they have, they lead the NFL in cap space. So they can do whatever they want here, which means they can put stuff around Jacoby Brissett to help him make that push. This might be a really nice buy window for Brissett where we mentioned Superflex, where it's hard to get that good quality quarterback. Brissett's probably some other you could probably go afford, like Matt yeah. Stafford. And if you're looking upside when it comes to age, offense, what system they're in, you know, Stafford too plays in a dome, but you're taking the years on Brissett, assuming they could possibly get better weapons there with Brissett because of their draft capital, because of their uh, cap space as well. And you're talking about a team that has a good offensive line that plays in a dome eight 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 games a year. You can't take that for and not that. an amazing defense. So they they are having to throw a lot in games as well. Oh, I like that too. Yeah. So nice goodbye window for a guy like Jacoby Brissett. A uh, couple guys who are down right now. Obviously, Mitch Trubisky's hurt with the shoulder injury. He's going to be out for they're saying probably about a month. At yeah. least a month. So Chase Daniels is going to come in there. It was his non-throwing shoulder, though. Is that, which that, helps. Right, which is bonus. But does, it, it was does it help? But it's a torn labrum, right? Partial, like a very just minor kind of like tear. yours. How does that feel for you? I think mine's a major tear. Oh, this okay. shit's crazy, okay? <laughs> in two years, just powering through. That's what I do. Put my yeah. head down. Quit being a baby. Just go. I can't move my arms too fast like a Mario Brothers because I don't want to hurt my labrum. <laughs> Labia. Uh, and then uh, who else got Josh Allen's in concussion pro- protocol, right? Right, yeah, after taking that big hit from, uh, I can't remember what defensive back from the Patriots. Yeah, he launched himself at him like, like a missile. Listen, I mean, back in the day, that was just a good hit. So, I mean, I don't know. Don't don't run like a running back, Josh Allen, and you won't get hit like a running back. I was going to say, it was while he was running that. that he, yeah, he he low- it would Dave. be tough to play defense today. He lowered yeah. his shoulder. I mean, you know what I mean? Like a six foot five. 240-pound quarterback is going to lower his shoulder. You're going to get popped, man. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Slide if you don't want to get hit like that. I don't know. I like Josh Allen. but he, Oh, I do too. But I ain't worried about it. You, yeah. Uh, what, so, are, so, are, so to the point, to your point, though, they're probably he's probably going to miss this week because that's just the way the concussion protocol goes. And then they're on bye. So Josh Allen for the next couple of weeks is going to be out of commission. Okay. Yeah, it'll, it, it's interesting. Uh, I was listening to uh, oh, who was nice, it? Nice Mike podcast. Uh, it was a uh, it was a uh, Golick Golick and Wingo in the morning, and uh, they were talking about preseason based on the preseason quarterbacks that we had. We already have eleven of the thirty two quarterbacks are new. Yeah, eleven of the over a third. Oh yeah, and they were talking about last going last week. It was the first time since like nineteen fifty seven where they had most of the quarterbacks were under twenty six years or twenty seven years old. Yeah, a lot of the guys coming in aren't these old like. You know, uh, backups. They're they're young kids that are like getting a shot to actually prove something. Yeah, and a lot of them aren't as handsome as Gardner Mishnu either, which is really crazy. So basically, none of them. I mean, that no, guy. none. <laughs> the dude's got it. Yeah, I mean, talking it. about play girl, that guy's got it. <laughs> so, there, how about a couple of quarterbacks that are not doing so good right now? We, I mentioned earlier Deshaun Watson. Right now, over the last three weeks, quarterback seventeen. Yeah, in two of those three weeks. He has 159 yards and 160 yards with zero touchdowns in both games. No, that's not rushing. Passing. <laughs> oh, wait, who's the number one receiver in that team? 
DeAndre Hopkins. That's some bullshit. They need to get, <laughs> he needs to get this act together. Bill O'Brien's they, they can't draft anybody because Bill O'Brien traded away all their draft everybody. picks for everybody. The offensive line's supposed to be way better. They gave up 18 draft picks for Laramie Tunzel. And guess what? He's still being sacked just as much as Kyler Murray. I mean, dude, they're getting wrecked behind there. But this is this is unacceptable, Deshaun. I mean, people are saying you're better than Baker. Prove it. Get your ass out there. Throw it to my boy Nuke. Throw it to somebody. Anybody. Throw it to Duke Johnson. Remember him? You guys give a third round draft pick too, bro. That, that give away all your draft picks trade. You That's know? what I'm waiting for. Yeah. I mean, obviously they got, you know, it might take Duke a couple weeks here to get used to the whole, the whole new offense type of thing, but they need to get him more involved. I mean, I think that's kind of the key to what's going on. They, they, you know, he's, he's there to catch quick passes. And if you throw quick passes, you don't get sacked and destroyed and, and, and knocked on the ground as much as Deshaun Watson does. Well, I mean, it's time to, you know, cover up the butt cheeks here and get things going because we're 25% away through the season. With some, NFL with, season. Some, with some cocoa butts? Cocoa butts. <laughs> All right. I was assuming you're wearing caps, you know what I mean? So you're a little exposed. Time to cover it up, right? Go full leather. Right. Hiding up over there. Someone's got to give. Deshaun Watson, QB 17. Are you guys worried? Um, I mean, just looking at it, it's it's been up, down, up, down, up, down, and that's that's the trend so far, and it doesn't seem to be depending on who he's – like what defense he's going against. So, yeah, I think so. I mean, hopefully, if it wasn't if it wasn't so murky with the offensive line, I, I would say no, he's going to come out of this. But I don't think it, an offensive line is something you can snap your fingers and it's all of a sudden better. There's no like great talent that they're going to get off the street that's going to help their offensive line. They're just it's just not available because if if it was, the Browns would have it already. So but they, I mean, be, <laughs> they need to be. I know, but the problem is they're not. They should be scheming differently to protect Deshaun Watson. And that's what, to my point. I mean, that, that was exactly the point I was trying to make with with the, the um, Duke Johnson stuff. They need they need to get the ball out of his hand quicker. I, I will say this: there were I got to I got to watch some of this game. There were a couple times where Deshaun Watson just missed uh, Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins on long passes that probably would have been touchdowns. So it could look very different if you add you know a sixty yard touchdown pass into this game. All of a sudden, the narrative is much different. Oh, you mean the uh, uh, 10 points? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big difference. Big, big difference. So, I mean, you're going to live and die by those kind of plays, and right. that and that's kind of probably – that's probably why his you know his numbers are going up and down like a roller coaster so far this year. When he's hitting those plays. Yeah, when he's hitting them, you're doing awesome. He looks amazing. When he's not, he's got very mediocre numbers, and, and it's really dragging him down. But we're not bailing on Deshaun, right? No. No, he's, no, he's, he's a super talented guy, and, and they just need to fix – the stuff around him a still bit. a top five QB for me. What about Tom Brady, who's quarterback twenty four in a year? Uh, it's not in the year. Not the year. Past I mean, the last weeks. two weeks. Yeah. I, this week was interesting. Uh, I think the Bills' defense is a little Legit. bit better. Yeah, Stephon. Stephon. Yeah, I I think the Bills' defense is better than we we gave it credit for. Um, I, I think a lot of people gave it credit for, and you know they were a three and O team, and uh, you know now they're three and one, obviously. But I think that team's pretty decent. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be too worried about about Tom Brady. Um, it obviously it sucks having lost Antonio Brown, your best receiver. Um, Harry's not not able to play just yet, but I think once they get everything going, he looked pretty good before this past week. It was really just this. Past I was gonna week say it was, was it was one week that was bad for Tom Brady. So right. I, I'm not tripping at all about his production. I mean at at forty Watson back this week. I was gonna say at 42 years old, I'll give him one bad game. Yeah. If he starts, if he strings together two, then I'm done with him. <laughs> then I'm I'm he's 42. He's off the cliff. He's done. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to some running backs, shall we? Yep. What, what were we really here to talk about? Let's talk about a couple of guys. I'm going to ask you guys a question about, we, we have this top tier, right? We, we talked about this before. Zeke Elliott, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Christian McCaffrey's so good. So good. Is so Christian McCaffrey 1-1 one, one running back, or is it still Saquon? It's still Saquon for me. But yeah, it's, it's pretty close. It's close. Right? Yeah. Saquon, yeah. Kamara. Two guys here. Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. How far away are they from this tier? You're talking about running back on a year three with Dalvin Cook and running back four in Nick Chubb. How far away are they? <sighs> are they first round in startup picks? Probably not. Probably not. I think they're. I think they're guys that you're happy to be able to get in the second round, though, right? I mean, and even, I think in most drafts they would go in the first right now. 
I know we probably wouldn't. We are tend to be more wide receiver heavy early on. I don't I, think they would because you're, you're going to take those first four guys for sure in the first. And then there's right. there's plenty of other you know wide receivers you're going to pick before them. Yeah, and then it just it's still going to start being a little wide receiver running here. Is there that many? Because now Juju's kind of falling off a little bit. Would you still take Juju ahead of them? Hell no, I wouldn't. Okay, so Juju's. I wouldn't take him ahead of that. Anyways, I was never on the Juju bandwagon ever. So. <laughs> I never was on the Juju bandwagon. Get out of here. I said I was concerned with him. I mean, I never said he was bad, and I said we whiffed on him, but I was like, I'm never, I was never. He was on that list where, like, I'm never, like, unless he's, like, falling to the end of the second, I was never taking Juju high. I, I, I said it before the season, like, I want to see him produce without Antonio Browner. Like, I want to see it. I'm with you. I think the way, the emphatic way you said that came across a little disingenuous. That's all I'm OBJ has fallen off for some people, not for me, but he's fallen down for some people. So there might be people that consider taking Cook or Chubb ahead of him. Okay. I, I think it, I think it's a lot closer. I think I, it would be interesting to see. Three and four in a year, Garrett. They're looking good. They, they I mean, both look very good. Receiving well. Now, the only thing with Nick Chubb you have to worry about You do is have Hunt coming back. Kareem Hunt coming back. And that's not going to affect his rushing ability. It just might affect some of his receiving ability. Because that's where, you know, Kareem Hunt really strives out there. Sure. But I've mentioned this before. Like, I wasn't really overly worried about Kareem Hunt because, like, I thought by the time he came here that Nick Chubb was going to be well-established. This was a guy who we said was going to be a guy who produces at a high level. Mm-hmm. I was all in the Nick Chubb in the charity auction league. I took Nick Chubb a couple of times at the sixth spot. Uh, people were like, oh, Homer pick. And I'm like, no, I just believe. And here he is on a year running back mm-hmm. four. The guy is dynamite. Speed, catching ability. Hits the hole, hard to bring down, fantastic. I mean, on that 88-yard run, I was watching it, and it literally looked like he was in fast forward, but the rest of the defense was not. And he yeah. just outran guys at angles, and he he turned it up into another gear. So he's showing me a lot more than I saw in the Georgia tape that we watched. I mean, in the Georgia tape, it was like, you know, Sony Michelle was the guy that was popping off the screen and looked a little bit quicker. And maybe it was Nick Chubb. He just wasn't fully healthy that year, and he was kind of coming back. But sure. he's shown me so much more than I thought. And and we liked him, but he has shown so much more in the pros than I saw in Georgia. I'm going to say something here before Garrett says anything. Okay, go ahead. You guys are going to think I'm crazy. You're going to think I'm off my rocker, and you're going to think this is a homer take, but it's not. It's truly not. And I'm going to talk about a roommate that I absolutely love that I crowned before he came to the left. I, in the league, I would put Nick Chubb on equal tier of Ezekiel Elliott. See, I don't think you're crazy. I was about to say the same thing. I think that I don't know that I would put these two in the tier with those four, but I think there's some middle ground where Zeke falls into that tier and Cook and Chubb ascend into that tier. So I think it's those three and then uh, Cook, Zeke, Zeke and Chubb. Chubb. In yeah. their tier, I I, I don't think I'd fight you for that because Zeke. I think oh, you're is lucky. The, I was about to knock you out. <laughs> Zeke Zeke is one of those guys that used to be up in that in that tier where I would pick him in round one, and I've I've even said in the past few weeks that I think he's probably fallen off of that. Yeah, you yeah, and, I do remember and, you saying that. And so for for me, I think that's a great indication that you know even though I couldn't verbalize it or didn't verbalize it at the time that he has taken a step down, just a slight step down, and probably isn't in that tier. And one. I want to emphasize that with because. You know, a guy like Zeke is extremely hard to get in Dynasty, mm-hmm. right? He, it's an, an overpay. So, obviously, Chubb and Cook, still expensive, are going to be slightly less expensive than a guy like Zeke. If you – is this a – are both these guys guys we should go out, you know, as we get ready, that like we said, this is a good buying season. Now, there's still a chance that one of these guys are on a team that's not that good. Just because you have one of these guys doesn't mean you're, you're dominating your league because this could be your only guy, right? Absolutely. Should you overpay now for one of these guys and try and get yourself locked into this elite running back class? Uh, or do you just hold off and wait and, you know, maybe see what the 2020 class can bring? Don't fall into it because we always say hashtag two to three year window. Like, this one, like, where are we at with Dalvin Cook and Chubb? If you got them, hallelujah. Or is it, yeah, I need to go get a piece of this? Because this, I mean, when it comes to difference makers at running backs, I mean, after those four, and then these two, how many other guys are we really looking at as long-term dynasty running backs that we absolutely love that we feel like they're must-haves? I, I don't know that there's any that you could say with strong conviction that in three years are guaranteed to still be the guy. I think that tier, those two tiers have that. I think the rest... Who the heck knows? And yeah. And... It, 
here's how I always look at these kind of moves, and it and it's a what is the guy looking for? And if and he's if it's just draft capital and future you know draft picks, I'm cool making moves like that because I'm f- I'm fine paying the future price to get a guy that's going to help me now win a championship. But if it's a, one of those things where it's cost prohibitive and it's not going to help you, and he's asking for you know, a bunch of your, your prospects that you're using right now to win a championship and future stuff, then then still for, just so, a running back. Then for me, it's just a running back. I'll wait for next year's class and just and just roll the dice that I'm going to get one of these guys in the 2020 class. My guess is the price would probably be three firsts for either one of them. Would you pay that? No. No, it wouldn't. Depends. If, it, if it's the last piece to the puzzle. And you just I'm, need one more running back. And, You're and, good at receiver, quarterback, tight end. I'm good everywhere. I wouldn't do it at this point in the season because I think it's too early to make a move like that because mm-hmm. too much can go wrong between now, now and the end of the year. But if it's right up against it, the, the, the trade deadline's coming towards the end of the year, I would definitely do that. And I'd feel okay about it because I know that I'm, I'm doing exactly what I need to do to win a championship. Yeah, I'm... So it's that's not a, hurting you long term. Listen, three first round picks is going to hurt you long term. It is going to hurt you. Yeah, but, but you're talking about you're talking about two for sure, most likely late picks. Still first, nonetheless, but late picks. Uh, yeah, but there's no doubt that losing three first round picks is going to hurt your team. Your team's going to get old on you when you make sure. a move like that. But I'm I mean, okay. what's old these days? But I'm okay doing <laughs> that. I, I just, I mean, I just touchdowns. I just went through it. You know what I mean? Like I, I won a bunch of championships and I sold out to some extent to do it. And now I, I've had to rebuild and 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 that's just kind of you're you're going to go through the process when you well make worth it. it. It's totally well, well well worth it, and I actually enjoy it. So that, I mean that's. That's one of the the things I like about Dynasty is it you kind of shed it you almost like burn down you know a forest in order to you know put the nutrients yeah put the nutrients back in and let the thing grow again. It's my favorite slogan I've said on here probably haven't said in a while. Best thing about Dynasty Fantasy Football uh, when I use it to go to sell it, people are like sell me on Dynasty Fantasy Football. It's like here's the best slogan you can tell somebody even when you're losing you're winning. Yep, you know what I mean. So it's and you know what I said no so quick I think. I like your take of it. You said now. You're right. I wouldn't pay three first now. But when we're talking week nine, 10, and 11, and somebody's like, then they're kind of out of the playoffs. Okay, I'll give you three first for Chubb. And they're like, shit. Yeah, I can't. I got to take that. Because right. it, it is. It's almost like an offer you can't refuse. Because like, even if I had one of those guys and I was and I knew I wasn't going to make the playoffs then, and even like I'm just going to miss. I, I still like my team. I'm still taking the three first for any, almost any running back. And they fall in that tier where I like Chubb, I like Cook. Both of them have knee injuries in the past, right? So I would take the three first. But you're right, you're selling out because when you have that knee injury, it does kind of put some kind of window on it. Now you can say that, and then Frank Gore had two sure. uh, knee injuries, and he's just passed uh, uh, some running back. He's the third all-time rusher yeah i think it was i think it was walter sanders yeah he passed walter Payne. yeah so it's like he's right behind barry sanders okay i knew he was right there so who who knows right todd Gurley, you're worried about for the future frank gore's an all-time hall of fame running back so we don't know even the injuries but yeah you might have to sell out for one of these guys and it might be just worth it because i think they are in that tier and like we said earlier there's not many running backs out there that you feel good about long term i think leonard fournette starting you know Kind of, he's really moving up the depth chart here of Dynasty Rankings because I love seeing him really involved in the passing game, like a big mm-hmm. step forward in the passing game. And the biggest thing here is we haven't heard a damn thing about the ankle a quarter way through the season, which That's is true. a record for him. Super refreshing. You know, I mean, maybe he's finally over the injury and it, it's one of those things where it's not going to be a long-term issue. And it just took a couple of years to kind of clear it. You know what I mean? And he's done with it. Receiving games looking a little bit better here with D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Shark. They're going to have Josh Oliver kind of develop their tight end. And now they have two quality quarterbacks there behind center. And what they could do in the draft, Leonard Fournette could be somebody where like, oh, hey, because even his salary as a rookie being like number two overall won't be too far off of what he can get in a new deal. So it's not like their salary cap structure would change on him long term. But Leonard Fournette is taking a big step forward in my eyes for something I was really worried about in becoming a solid. Like we're talking about guys in that next level of tier who I'm thinking about. 
he falls into that. Obviously, Kerryon Johnson, similar like, but he has. I mean, Kerryon hasn't like exploded yet. I now, still love him long term. We're talking like a third tier now, right? Is that what you're saying, or or these these guys up into the second tier or long? I think it would have to classify as a third tier because uh, yeah. I I would put Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb in that second tier by themselves, and then like Kerryon lead in the way of the third tier. Okay, which again, which isn't drastically far behind, but I'm still putting like Leonard Fournette in that tier as well. You know. Let's see they're more they're more two first range as opposed to paying three first. For Would you pay guys. two first right now for Gary and Johnson? See, and that's the thing. I think that gap is like I think it's a little bigger than than I think what you I'm might saying? be saying. I think the gap. I think there's actually a really big gap between between those because so I'm thinking like about the first a, tier is like a, in between the second tier is like a hop, then it's a skip, and then it's a jump. Yeah. That's Possibly. fair. Yeah, that's so fair. Because like that. Hopskip jumping away, I just made it up myself. I think yeah, they're, no, they're I've about never a heard first that saying before. and a second, uh, but maybe not two firsts. That yeah. would even get, but that's not, it's not even going to get it done. It probably you know, wouldn't. So no, that, that's, that's the, the hard part, you but it's off, in that tier. You offer a first and say, I'll give you a first and second for carry-on. They're like, suck my carry-on balls. Yeah. Magical, that is. Sweet, sweet balls. But, I mean, do you guys agree with, like, Leonard Fournette, like, kind of getting up in that range? He's he's earned it so far. If he can just get in the end zone, that's that's been his only thing. Melvin Gordon has been there. Melvin Gordon might be able to get himself back in that range. He goes to Tampa Bay. Mm. I'm kind of out on I'm kind of out on Gordon until until I see exactly what happens. I'm I'm kind of out. Okay. Before we get into a couple of running backs, I want to talk about here uh, on an opposite spectrum here with Melvin Gordon coming back. Austin Eckler. Yeah. He's running back two on a year right now. Say what? About, about four points behind uh, Christian McCaffrey, the aforementioned. Yeah. How many points? Four. Off of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Who's been absolutely All destroying world. the fantasy world. Lights out. Yep. If I would have get, if you would, that, that's like a trivia, fantasy trivia question. I go, hey, who's running back two? One, just getting Austin Eckler. But then to say it's even close, because he's got 10 more points than Dalvin Cook. Right. To say he's even close, like you would figure right now, Christian McCaffrey has eighty-five more points than the next guy up, right? <laughs> That's what you would figure. But no, no, four. Austin Eckler running back too, about to get shot in the foot with Melvin Gordon coming back. The team's going to use him as running back one. It's clear as day. Melvin Gordon produces in the system we mentioned earlier. It is a running back friendly system, so it's going to hurt Austin Eckler. But at the same time, Austin Eckler was running back sixteen last year, going into it before he got hurt with Melvin Gordon in the field. Melvin Austin Eckler's produced. They're still going to use him. They're going to you're going to utilize him in this offense. I think it's to help him even run the ball a little bit more with Mike Williams being banged up on that knee. I mean, who gives a rat's behind about Dontrell Inman? Am I right, guys? Am I, I mean, right? you're yeah. totally right. Yeah. So you got Keen Allen there. So they're probably going to establish a run a little bit more here. Austin Eckler, what do you do? It's the worst time to sell. I, I it's was going to. It's <laughs> going to. The guy's going to use the fact that Melvin Gordon's right. coming back against you, and you're not going to get proper value so what i think you got to do is you you hold the guy you wait for him to produce for a couple more weeks and you either ride it out with him because you see that he's 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 a safe guy because you know a lot of his points come from the passing game and they'll still be able to use him effectively that way i don't know who tweeted out but i thought i saw the stat out there if you just took austin eckler's fantasy production from receiving he'd be wide receiver 11 on a year so it's a, it's a nice little insulation. Somebody tweeted it. It's not my information. I feel bad right. for like saying without credit to him, but somebody out there tweeted that and thank you for doing that. But if you took his fantasy production just from his receiving ability, be wide receiver a wide receiver one on the year. So it's something that 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 alone his receiving ability insulates his value right. to the point where you can just either keep him or or you can wait for him to you know wait for everyone to see that he's still going to have value and sell him at that point. Yeah, because we talked about the sell high window like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And that was before we knew how soon Melvin Gordon was going to be back. And I remember literally talking to you guys last week about like, okay, I got a potential offer out here for Eckler. I don't know if it's enough, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day he comes back. And at this point I'm like, well, I I can't sell Eckler now. Right. Crashed. Yeah. Yeah. So, so at this point for me as an Eckler owner, I don't own him in a ton of leagues, but I do own him in a few I'm holding because I think there's, a, a decent chance that it might be his show again next year. I know he's a restricted free agent, but w- with seeing what he was able to do, I think if they can work out, you know, a friendly contract where he's making, you know, six million a year, something like that, where it's not killing him, killing the team, I, I could see him being very successful in San Diego for the long term. I was talking about Matt with uh, the Matt about this before he got here. I agree a hundred percent. I'm using. I'm waiting just for. 
I'm trying to wait for the perfect time here to buy Eckler. Yeah. Like, I'm buying mm-hmm. Eckler. I'm just going to what I want Melvin Gordon to come back this week. I want I want to use I want to see other use because it might be 50-50 and you can use that like okay it's 50-50 because of this week and then maybe after week 6 where Melvin Gordon gets a little bit more carries that's week 6 week 7 window is where I'm really going to be looking to buy Eckler or maybe that team now or like kind of see what team he's on because right now somebody's at Eckler maybe going to the year not thinking Eckler is going to be the guy and here they are their records kind of you know, not really a fair representation of their team because now they're they got they squeaked out a couple wings because they do, wins because they do have the running back two overall. So now right. they're sitting somewhere that's not true. That's going to take a big step back. Now you're losing the number two overall fantasy running back. So now those wins that you were squeaking out are going to become those losses that you lose by five ten points. And as that team starts to take a step back, hopefully, then I'm going to wait for that. What like I'm I'm monitoring the team right. So this is going to be a per team per league kind of basis. But I'm kind of watching that team as it slowly steps back to wait for that right time to pounce on Eckler. Because I agree with you 100%, Garrett, where this is a team, they're 100% not signing Melvin Gordon no. next year. 100%. Okay? 99%. I don't think, I'm not sure he would sign even if they offered. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. So they know Austin Eckler fits the system perfectly. Averaging over five yards per carry. I agree with you. He's a restricted free agent, so they do give him the, the, the exclusive rights. You even give him the first-round tender, even. You know what I mean? You give him the first-round tender, mm-hmm. it's still super cheap, but you more so just sign him to that long-term deal. You offer, you offer Austin Eckler that, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the contract. There's a couple of running backs that sign those contracts, but at $5, 6000000 million a year, you're you're at the top of the chain for running backs already uh, above average. You offer him that five, six million, seven million, maybe even do a higher, five-year $30 million contract with you know $15 million guaranteed, something like that. So sure. you, you know, three years. This could be something that could turn into a long-term high-end situation where now Melvin Gordon was that top five fantasy running back for a couple of years. Now, for Eckler's cost, that juice is totally worth the squeeze because you're getting a high-end production running back one production for whatever you gave up for him, which would be stealing mm-hmm. at that point. But it's got to be the right window because right now might not be that right window. I would test the waters now just to see and then let it cool down for a couple weeks before I revisit it so I don't look like I'm overly pushy here. But I am 100% buying Eckler because I have a better sense or better feel of it that it's going to work out the way that Garrett and I just mentioned where I totally envision them locking Eckler up, and he's the guy for the future. I know the 2020 running back class is going to be deep at running back, and I'm sure they will probably get a guy later in the draft because there be some value there. But to me, they have a lot of other needs there in L.A., and they right. still have this good window of a championship caliber window where they don't need to waste their draft capital on a running back when they have one in-house as it right. is. I, th- exactly. I think I think that I'd be a little bit surprised if they won a five-year deal like you had said there for $30 million. But Maybe I could, not. I could definitely see like a, a three-year deal with Austin Eckler where he's making, you know, it's $20, 25000000 million or something like that, you know. So it's it's probably a little bit more money than $20 million or eight a year. Yeah. Right. It's probably per year, it's a little bit more than you're talking, but it's a little bit shorter of a, a, a deal and then they're – like you said, they go out and get a guy. I mean, one of those four. I could definitely see like a fourth year funny money. Like, sure. I, I vision. I don't envision being three. I see a little like a four year, but you know, two years. It's really like a two year deal right. something on those lines. Right. But I totally see that happening. Yeah, me too. They, and they, they, and they, they ride Melvin Gordon out this year because they have him. They're going to ride him into the dirt because they oh. know he's a quality running back, which is going to hurt Austin Eckler this year. It and will. He, he's only twenty four years old though, so it's not a guy that's like. He's not approaching any sort of age issue sure. or anything like that. Like even if he signed a three or four year deal, he would still be okay. You know, at twenty eight years old, hitting the free agent market. But he's a guy that he, I don't see him being. You know, a year in and year out running back one. But for now, and like another another year or so, I could definitely see that happening. So he's a good guy to hold, and I like the value as well. Yeah, I, I love the buy. This is. I'm totally monitoring the situation. I want a piece of this, and I think we're about to find a good buying window on Eckler, and he will be able to have. And I think even if he's not, even if he's not re-signed, like he says, he's still going to hold some value. Like Matt says, a 24-year-old quality running back who shows he can produce in this league. Whatever you give, if you give fair value, you'll get a fair return. Mm-hmm. But I think if I had to guess, if I had to look into my sweet succulent balls of magic, crystal balls. I think it's going to work out in your favor. I think this is one of those trades that you're going to look back on in three years from now. I'm like, dude, I gave up. I gave up Marquise Brown uh, for Austin Eckler. You know what I mean? I gave up DK Metcalf for Austin Eckler. 
And look what I'm getting. Three years of, you know. I would love that. I, I One year he finishes running back three, running back eight, running back 11. You know what I mean? I gave up DK Metcalf, who's got, you know, 85 career catches. So <laughs> that's, that's the deal I'm looking. That's what I'm looking to do. Yep. You know what I mean? Speaking of somebody who hasn't really overly produced here, uh, Joe Mixon. I knew, I knew that's what you're going to oh. say as soon as as soon as you went that it's just, way. It's just my weekly bringing up of uh-huh. you know because we had this bet uh, going on there, okay. and I and I said well, I was like, bets with Duke Johnson, so I still feel alright about. I that. mean, well, what it is, no, it was, we had two bets. It was Duke we Johnson and uh, we, well, Geis was the other bet. We're talking about the Joe Mixon. <laughs> where oh, we, 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 we're not talking about that. Darius one. Darius Geis died. We're, <laughs> we're not talking about. Uh, I know all about death. It's right around the corner. Uh yeah, so, I mean, Mixon, I said, I was like, there's no way he's going to produce passes running back 11. I think this guy's a great guy to sell, a name value. And how's that offensive line looking? You know, they picked Terrible. that hobo off the street, uh, Andre Smith, to play left tackle. He's out there panhandling for change. And like, hey, why panhandling for change? You can, you can come start for our team and play left tackle. Just come off the streets. We'll do great. I how's saw that, that guy get out? dusted so bad. Like oh, he was geez. in cement shoes yesterday. It was oh, bad last night. my Lanta. Steelers had, what, eight sacks? Oh. <laughs> Man. That was ugly, man. So like Joe Mixon, gangbangs. <laughs> yeah, go to Joe Mixon. Running back, running back thirty-three on year. Ooh, that's I not even, can't talk anymore. Let's see, a running back twenty-four yeah. is a top two running back. You add twelve to that, it would be thirty-six. So he's a low end running back three. Wow, just like I thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I still it, watching him run. He's he's such a good running back. He is a very talented player. Uh, part of it was they ne- just ne- got, we never questioned that. By the way, that's true. <laughs> I, you did not question that. That is true. Um, you did. You guys both said that you do think he's a talented player, um, and it's the and it is the line is terrible, but the Steelers front seven is a very good front seven. Um, their secondary is questionable, but it's a very good front seven. I do think better days are ahead. And I think it presents for dynasty football, it presents a good buying window because they have to invest in that offensive line. They don't have a choice. They have their first round pick from this past season coming back next year. I think this presents a great buying window. I'm still all in. I've seen deals where you can get them for just a little more than a first, and I would do it all day. Maybe for 2020. But at that point, like I might just like hold off and try and get somebody in a better situation. You know sure. I mean, like because what if it doesn't get better? Yeah, you know, it's a. It that, can't get worse. I mean, I know that, but I mean, <laughs> that's a good. I mean, that's a good point. It can't dude, get worse, dude. They need a left tackle. No, they left, ha- they have a left tackle. They drafted a left tackle. Okay, so they need a left guard. They need him to get healthy. They need a center because Billy Price, who I thought was going to be solid, has been a dumpster fire. They need a right guard. So they need a left guard, center, right guard, and right tackle. They got a basketball player out there, right guard, Michael Jordan. So I mean, it's rough. Yeah, it is pretty rough, dude. You have, go go make a new shoe because you can't block anybody. I mean, that offensive line is abysmal. It was bad. And I said, I mean, it's helping more Gio Bernard than a guy like Joe Mixon. Well, Gio really hasn't done anything either. But true, 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 true. But just, he, you, he saw six. Tar- he saw five targets. He did. So he's being targeted in the passing game. Joe, Joe Mixon had uh, had four catches, but uh, for. One yard. One yard. One yard. So that's four points. But you get those four points. You get four points in the PPR. (laughs) And that's where that one guy in your league comes. This is stupid. It needs to be tiered PPR. It makes no sense that somebody's getting four points for one yard of catch. This is bullshit. And you're like, dude, shut up. Get out of here. Nazi. Did you, did you see that blitz pickup, though? Still, yeah, it was amazing. That oh was a good God. one. Was he laid that guy out, man. <laughs> he really did. It was like he was back in college oh just laying people out. Gosh. All right? That was beautiful. All right, so we can move on now. <laughs> I had to say something nice. If you, do, if you do need a running back uh, on your waiver wire this week, so you just need help this week because everybody's getting hurt, if Jamal Williams is out, which he most likely is, uh, they're probably going to call up Dexter Williams. Not call up. They're going to make him act as yeah. Dexter Williams. Now, he will just be... Uh, a change of pace kind of running back sure. to a guy like um, uh, Aaron, Jones. Aaron Jones. But, I mean, Dexter Williams in the preseason had 37 carries for 128 yards. He did score. I mean, average three and a half yards per carry. So if you're desperate for a running back, Dexter Williams is yeah. probably on your waiver wire. There's not a lot of waiver running backs out there you can go get right now. Matt, you know, like a guy maybe like Dontre Hilliard, who's being utilized for the Browns, is potentially on your waiver wire. And Dexter Williams are two good guys you might be able to snag yep. off the waiver wire just to even like give you some production if you're facing a bye, say you're slim, facing a bye week, or you do have an injury. 
And and he's a guy that would have had a propensity for some big plays there in college too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's a he's a guy worth taking a shot because he might be able to do something with limited carries. Yeah, he was. A, I really enjoyed his tape. I think he is a talented player. Ran into some rough situations while he was at Notre Dame, but uh, he was a guy that we talked about in the preseason. I think I had him as my like potential, like hey could be something in 2020 or 2021 type guy. So uh, he'll, he might get an opportunity here. So it could be fun to see if he, if he, if he can do it at the NFL level. Dexter, the flexor. There you go. My Dr. Seuss moment of the show. Um, Let's talk about a couple of guys. They call him juice, didn't they? Dexter Juice. Dexter Juice Williams, I think. I, I, I don't Isn't already a juice? Yeah. Charles Landry. Yeah. Quit jocking my boy. There's a lot of juice. Yeah. Or is it Flash or something? It's something like Yeah, it's like Melvin that. Gordon. Quit shocking my boy. <laughs> Juice Flash. Yeah, and Josh Gordon. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Louises. All right, let's talk about a couple guys that we think we should sell at running back. All right? Okay. Gelden, uh, Garrett. Are you using this whole list to sell? I, I'm using this whole list to sell. Okay, right? I was wondering if that's where you're going. And two out of three were on my cells anyways before the season. And now sure. look at me. Look at me. Oh, just batting 750 over here. Uh, Garrett, I'm gonna give you three 66. names. And Two, I want yeah, six, 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 six with a line over the top. Okay, pipe down, <laughs> Satan. Uh, if you, I'm gonna give you three names, Garrett. And I want you to tell the people, or tell me, or even Matt, okay, or anybody that's listening. If anybody's still out there listening, what, why, what these guys have in common? Okay. Ready? The names Wait, what are. Is, what is he supposed to be telling you? You'll find out if you just shut up and listen. <laughs> For the love of Mary, what these guys have in common? Yes, okay. David Johnson. Okay. Le'Veon Bell, okay, and James Conner, two out of three play for Pittsburgh. Uh, is the answer? They've all lived on their pass catching this season. Let me check the survey. Yes, you hey. are correct. Hey. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's really interesting. All three of these guys um, have really not done a lot in the running game. They've really survived and been solid fantasy contributors in PPR leagues this year mostly because of the passing game. David Johnson, um, 47 attempts, 173 yards, and one touchdown on the ground through four games. That's not a lot. 173 yards, one touchdown. But in the passing game, he's got 21 receptions. So there's 21 points right there. 182 yards. So actually more receiving yards than rushing yards and two touchdowns through the air. Le'Veon Bell in three games, 56 attempts. So even more attempts on the ground but even less yardage than David Johnson has 163 and not a single touchdown so far for Le'Veon Bell on the ground. Uh, and both, both the Cardinals and the, the um, Jets have terrible offensive lines. So that's part of the reason for this. Um, but he survived because he's had 20 receptions for 121 yards and a touchdown. Now he is a game behind. He's only played three games. James Conner, on the other hand, actually does have a pretty decent offensive line. That Pittsburgh O-line is not bad, but through four games, he has 44 attempts for only 139 yards. Um, and a chunk of those were actually last night, uh, and only one TD. But in the passing game, 19 receptions, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, and Le'Veon Bell, I will say, his his remaining schedule coming up is really running back friendly, so his numbers should spike here. But you're talking about David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, two little bit older running backs here, yep. uh, more mileage on it. I think my number one sell here would be David Johnson because of that offense um, and how he's just utilizing it. And it's all coming from that receiving game. And you, yep. you'd have to imagine that's going to change in the future. And and one more thing that we didn't mention that all three of these guys now have in common is the fact that they're all operating with young quarterbacks. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really gives the defense I – don't, I don't know if it's something where the offenses are a little bit more vanilla as these guys kind of ease their way into the NFL or the fact that the defenses just don't respect the guys downfield passing quite yet. Sure. So everyone's, you know, loading the box up in order to stop the, the running backs because these are three – they're three good running backs. I mean, yeah. we've seen them produce before. They've all been top five guys at in, at several points in their career. So it's hard to it's hard to nail down if it's just a little bit of an anomaly or it's just a product of of the system this this year with these young quarterbacks. So it, it's going to be a little bit difficult to navigate going forward. I like Le'Veon Bell the best of the group. That's my you know. There's a guy who I I, I would rather have. You say, hey, pick one of these guys for your dynasty team. Going for it. That's all you have is one. It's mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell for me. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, you could get the most for him though? Uh, I bet you no. Know, I think you get the most for David Johnson. I think so. Yeah, It'd be David, close. David Johnson's currently running back seven on a year. Right. So you're getting mid range running back one. He's producing. 
And he's the one I'm even more worried so about how like this offense is going to go. Um, as you know, they, they draft, they have 18 receivers on this roster that are young. So as these guys develop in the system even more, they're going to be more. It's going to take away some of his targets, which is going to take away a lot of his fantasy production, as we can see, because his running back seven status alone is all off his passing ability. So to me, that looks like it can only, it can only regress, not get better. You know, even these numbers now, it seems like it's hard to sustain those kind of numbers. I mean, those are wide receiver numbers right. almost there. And even from like a, if you look at it from like a coaching standpoint, I feel like David Johnson is on, he's on like the shakiest ground. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of never, the Cliff Clinsbury thing, like if Kyler Murray goes down for whatever reason, the offense I think would crumble the most out of all three of these places where, you know, I see the Jets and, and, um, and the Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, thank you very much. They kind of have a more established coaching staff and kind of have a, a more method to their madness, and, and they'd be able to muddle through it and still keep their running backs involved, where I think David Johnson's game would just fall off a cliff. And with his salary cap number, he's going to be the first one when they get out from under that. They're most likely going to try and get out from under that. Right, he's at sure. like 13 mil or something crazy for this Now, year. that being said, I, I've never been – like I was an all-in on David Johnson's year, but we said before the year started, one of our guys, we said for this 2020 class – Who's going to be a sneaky team that drafts a running back? And what would we say? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. We mentioned James Conner before the year as a nice go-sell high before the season starts. And right now, it's looking like he should have got out then. But I will say, James Conner probably still holds value. Mm-hmm. Here's, here, and here's the fun part about this in Dynasty, or any fantasy football league, is we mentioned earlier in the very beginning of the show, these next couple of weeks are really good selling windows, right? This is a perfect time to sell James Conner either now or these next couple of weeks, because he'll still probably flirt with those running back two numbers, still a young guy, still with a viable name. So he's still going to be able to be sold, right? Right. And as more along these weeks go along, you know, you'll probably eventually, if he can just maintain, like you mentioned, these pass-catching abilities. Now I'm worried because Jalen Samuels looked good He did yesterday. last night. And we talked about, beginning of the year, like this could this this part of it we were worried about James Conner, how he's going to be a little bit more involved that brought in his tight end coach uh, from – you know, college. NC State, yeah. To use them there. So I feel like James Conner, we need a couple more weeks of productivity out of him. And as these teams start getting ready to make a push, another running back's going to go down. I'm pouncing to get that 2020 first-round pick for James Conner. He's my number one sellout of the group. I would love – I think you'd probably get more for David Johnson, maybe more. Um, probably, but, yeah. You know, if, I, if you got to do F, Mary kill, I'm marrying Le'Veon Bell. I'm effing David Johnson, and I'm killing James Conner. There we go. Well, and and to only further your point, this is the cheapest between now and your 2020 draft that these draft picks will be because they will only get more expensive as people are completely out of it, and then we get into the offseason, and then all that offseason hype with the combine and all that. They're only going to get – this is the cheapest between now and then that these picks will be. Yeah, and those picks usually – some of those guys are overly desperate to try and make that strong push. A couple of them will miss the playoffs altogether. Mm-hmm. So it could be a top six pick. And most of the, sometimes they won't even pull through. Uh, but at that point, I'm still selling. And you're right. This this window for the 2020 window, we've said before, get as many seconds as you can mm-hmm. in this window. You know, anywhere you can find a second for any kind of value, Absolutely. do it. But this window, like Garrett said, you got about four weeks here. You know, maybe four to five weeks. To really capitalize on yeah, these you thought it was picks. expensive before. Just wait. Yes. <laughs> so they were real expensive in the beginning of the year. Nobody really wanted to sell, but now, like every year, there's a window that opens up, and we're entering that window now. So seize the day, seize the, seize the draft picks. There you go. Carpe D draft day. <laughs> you going fishing? So eloquent. Yeah, it's it's Gosh. me. I'm eloquent. I'm eloquent. <laughs> He's eloquent. Eloquent. <laughs> He's an elephant. Remember I started the show and said I hate both of you guys? Elephant underwear, I don't perhaps? Let's <laughs> bring that back from last dude, week. Dude, I'm finally, in a couple of days, going to be a full-blown adult, all right? There's no going back. I'll be 40. I'll be full. I'll Is be that full. what it happens for you? <laughs> you turned a full-blown adult at I'm, 40? I don't know. I'm not there yet, but I'm just guessing it's finally going to go. All right. right. I'll, probably, I'll probably get a little bit more mature. Yeah. Probably. Definitely. I'm going to be 40. All right. I'm a I mean, man. I'm 40. It'll, it'll be like that app. <laughs> What at? That, age, that ages you. Oh, yeah. 
I use that app for a day before deleting so the Russians can track me down. Uh, I look great as an 85-year-old, too, by the way. Like, I'm going to age well. So the Russians can track you? Yeah, you didn't see the whole thing? Like, the Russians, like, built that app so they get all your information? No. Yeah. Yeah. I deleted it right away. I used stuff. it and I deleted it right away. So did I actually. I used it like once and then deleted it. Yeah, I did. I, did. I didn't know it had anything to do with Russia though. Oh yeah, I did a shot of vodka and I deleted it. It's like in your <laughs> face. There's something when you click the agreement where like they have like the ability to use your likeness for you're whatever they want. Oh wow. They can, yeah. yeah. As soon as you click agree, you're a communist. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just like that. Wow. And if you don't agree, Vladimir Putin will stick you with a needle and you'll die. <laughs> Sorry, Russians, but that's just the way it is. I'm just here to speak facts, nothing else. Russians and vegans. So that's it. We'll be back. Uh, we won't be back next week for you guys, right. but we'll be back next week for the Nerd Herd because I got to celebrate my 40th birthday. Sorry. With style. Style. Or in Sorry. style. I'm, remember, style. I'm, going to, I'm going to be in San Francisco. Never Sorry. been to San Francisco. I'm going to eat some rice aroni. I'm going to see the treats. I'm going <laughs> to see the bridge. My one friend's like, oh, Go- we get... My one friend's like, we got to go to Alcatraz. And I'm like, uh, you can go to Alcatraz. I want to see an old prison on a rock. What do I care about that? I would totally be reliving that movie. I'm going on Sunday. I'm going my wine. Totally be Sean Connery, Nick Cage. My, wine, my wife's in. making me go to a wine uh, thing. Like That's a, a good movie, thingy. by the way. Yeah. yeah, it was okay. It's great. I mean, it's no mall rats. I mean, it's but. Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. Nick, uh, dude, I'm, besides Raising Arizona, I don't think I liked any Nick Cage movies. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> that was the best one. So, so for the, if you want to show next week, you got to be a nerd herd member. And that'll be back in two weeks. Uh, and that that's it. I'll be back. Uh, I'll be 40 when you come back. Wow. Wish me luck. I hope I come back. You hope, don't know. You, hope you do too. Baby, come back. Yeah, let's sing it to me, baby. Toodaloo. Bye bye. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.